Oh, I already gave away my take home message. <laughs> I can't give away two take home messages. Give another take home message. Give one. Give one for the fans. That's give what keeps me around. Wisdom. Ah, give right. that wisdom. Let's go. Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese med based podcast made by students for anyone. Nailed it, gang. All right, cool. Uh, today we've got four co hosts. We've got Nick. Hey, guys. We've got Charlene. Hello. Timmy. Hey. And I am Brennan. Today's topic, we're going to talk about a little bit about stress. Can I comment on that? Every time you say your name, it's like it, we all go around and you're like, and I am Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> it's so quick and so quiet. And you're like, always like, and I am Brennan. No, like, I am Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it comes to editing, it's just like, yep, that's all of us. And then, oh, there was Brendan. <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't like saying my name. It's just an awkward name to say, like Brendan. Brendan, it's such a I don't know. Is that when you like when you say your own name, it just sounds whack? Or ne- next intro, you should just like stretch it out, just like Brendan, Brendan Little, <laughs> <laughs> destroy everyone's headphones just now. That's Good it, Lord. Love it, love it. Anyways, we're gonna talk about stress today. Um, we're gonna talk Western Med, Chinese Med. Um, As students, we are experts in stress. Yeah. Not literal experts. Don't take that. Don't, don't take it that way. We're experts in feeling stress. Feeling stress. Sufferers of stress. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Anyone want to give a quick brief of what uh, stress is in Chinese medicine at all? Anyone? I liver cheese tag. Liver cheese tag. Hit it up with the liver cheese tag. Go with the classic. That's it. What do you think stress affects the liver first? It's susceptible, isn't it? Because the liver likes free flow, free flow chi, and when you're stressed, your body just kind of like tightens up and it just yeah the chi can't free flow so the liver just doesn't like it there's not really much explanation other than it's susceptible i don't know that's all that's what i've seen it's just like oh i live a cheese tag like okay cool we'll just assume that's a thing yeah i think stress affects the chi flow first right in terms of from the liver does it affect yeah that's like that stress is makes the liver susceptible to I thought it just. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't know. Susceptible to. I thought stagnation. Yeah, 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 stagnation. So it can't like free flow. Well, I thought it just damages the liver, and the liver can't free flow. That's what causes that yeah. stagnation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all in the all same part. All of the like jangfu organs, they like have emotions related. As yeah. Well. Okay. See, so that's it's yeah. Kind of like it's a lifestyle affecting the organs. I feel like half the time when we're drawing our, fro- our flow chart, it's just stress. I know, yeah. Etiology. Stress. stress. Yeah, food I mean, problems, stress. I feel mm. like it's really kind of common now with all our busy lives and with technology and everything going on. People just, yeah. And computers, the way they just, you stare at screens and you do kind of hold like your stress in your shoulders and things like that as well. So I think it's really common etiology. Yeah, and a lot like of us are, a lot of us are getting like overworked now too. So then that stress comes up and as we get older, we're just getting more responsibilities and more things that we're more things that we're doing at once yeah. and managing and things like that. See, so then stress is like increasing. I feel like being a student is the peak stress level. It's like you have to study to get a proper job but you need to support yourself with a job to be able to get this degree so it's like you're doing half of this and not and half of this 
and you're doing like lots of things at once. Whereas once you graduate, you're just focused on your job and being an adult and living. Like right now, I feel like for us, the being an adult part kind of gets pushed to the side. Yeah. yeah. And so we focus on study and like being able to eat and things like that. But like looking after ourselves just kind of, yeah, gets pushed aside. Yeah, that's true. We do neglect ourselves a lot. But I don't, do you think parents would agree with that? The, the like the peak of the stress, peak of stress is student um, life, because I feel like maybe that not peak of stress. It's I feel like it's a stressful. It's a time. peak. Yeah, it's a, a peak. It's yeah. definitely a roller coaster though. Like stress comes up and down. You know, we're we're all we all don't have children yet, so we don't know the stresses of children, yes. and that's that can be crazy. Wouldn't it all sort of be like relative, obviously, to the person, right? So let's just say that this person has kids, but they're really really rich. And this person has kids and they're like super, super poor. So you're talking about situational? Yeah, yeah. No, it's all relative to the actual person if you think about it. Because stress stress doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing where it's like, oh, I'm just stressed out and this is like, I'm all, like stress doesn't always lead to just bad situations or like all this. No, and there's definitely like good stress and bad stress. Yeah. There's also the idea of like managing stress and, uh, and actually being under stress. I don't. I know some people that are under huge stress, but the way they manage it is like super good, and it doesn't affect them as much because they take the time to kind of what we we're talking about before. Kind of, uh, they don't neglect themselves, and they heal, and they manage it, and they cope with it so well. Uh, but they're under huge stresses, like CEOs. So they some a lot of them know how to manage it super well. How do you how do you normally manage your stress? Let's just say personally, on a personal level, how do you like find ways to cope with stress life, like student life and your adult life? How do you normally do that? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to think of it now. Like, no, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I try to I try to meditate and things like that. Like meditation is really good, and actually confronting all these weird thought, these stressful thoughts in my head and things like that. Um, lists for me are really good. Listing things out of what I need to yeah, do. Yeah, list, listing things is like making like a to do list. Ah, that's, that's like I find that that's like, like the top for me. Yeah, yeah. I think it it, get, it gets everything in control, and then you you're able to mark off yeah. certain things. So you'd be like, "Yep, this is done. I feel good about this." Yeah. Instead of rum- getting it ruminating in your head and constantly going over and over, like I should do this, 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 and this, you have it out in paper, and you're like, "Okay, I'll do this when I when I have a, like an hour of free time and." I gotta do this, and it, it's a lot easier to sort out rather than try to map it in your head and be like, "Okay, I'll do this," and, and then it just gets all convoluted. Yeah, and especially when it's in your own head, you're like, you've got like a billion things going on, and you're thinking about like a billion things, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I could do this about this, and I could do this about this, and I could do this and this and this, and I've got this to do, and I've got this to do," and then it all just becomes like too much, and then you're just like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna lay here." Mm. Just cry. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think because lately uh, um, all of us have been going into different endeavors. Like, Nick, I know you opened up your own um, Instagram, like in acupuncture based Instagram and everything like that. Of course, we started this podcast. Let's a, a shout out. Oh, Acu- that, that plug. Acu- 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 so, what was it? What was it again? Sorry. I, I've Acu- just forgot it. Acu.nicholas. Acu. Oh, That's thanks for the information. Now I can go follow it. That's it. That's and, it. Shameless plug. And like all the photos. Shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless all the photos. All of them. Go give me a follow. All of them. <laughs> yeah, and we started this podcast as just another way to get like creativity out. Yeah, but it's also just another thing to manage too. So for all of us that have, have opened up different avenues and, and things like that, have you how have you managed your stress with uh, managing more things? 
You know what I mean? So we are, you have more things on your plate now. Have you found that your stress has increased and have you found ways to kind of go around it? There's a little bit of stress involving the podcast, at least. With like, well, for me personally, it's like editing and then we got to find like things to talk about and, you know, we want to get some guests on and stuff like that. So there's a few stresses involved, but I feel like they're more just like time stressed. So, you know, they will fix themselves within the time that we've got. Do you think there's an ultimatum, so it doesn't matter about yeah. what's going on. So they'll have to be done anyway. Almost like setting a routine. Do you think that's that's something that's helpful? Yeah, definitely. I think routines are definitely helpful. I think the things that I've con- contributed to the podcast in terms of you know making promos and things like that, which I've co- I making some promos, which I like to do. I try to fill a quota in my head. Okay, one promo a week, one or two promos a week at the very least, so then we have something backed up. Um, in a way, setting a routine for me to uh, get my things done, then it makes it easier. It makes it more. Yeah, you can feel a little bit like confident in the fact that it's going to get done. So you're you're in that routine, and it's like, yep, I'm going to do this, and then after that, I'm going to do this, and just as always, I'm going to have you know, going to do this and then do this, and it feels like comfortable. And we all like that comfort zone type stuff. Actually, Tim, you're more formulaic with your routine. Like you have a certain night routine, you've got a morning routine and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have things that you do manage too. So in terms of the things you manage, uh, how do you, how do you, what's the most easiest way to approach those type of things that you have on your plate? Oh, for like habits and stuff? Well, I guess if you, is, is it habits that you, that you use? Like, uh, well, they eventually yeah. turn into habits, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think what I like to do is there's, uh, there's this thing called habit coupling which is like you pair one habit that you already have existing and if you want to introduce new habits is what you want to try and do is like after this habit that you always do you want to try and like pair it with this one and then you can start stretching out your habits into long ones and then that's how you stretch it into like night routines you get your whole day routines and you just when you wake up you know what to do you kind of just go straight to um like before sleeping, you go straight to like meditation or like doing a bed in the morning and stuff like that. It all gets sort of done straight away. That's what I normally like to do. Do you feel like that helps reduce stress or worry about like just like having to think about those things? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, you know how sometimes you forget like, oh, I need to do this before I go before I go to work or before I go to school. It's like, I need to do this, this, this. It's like, oh, I forgot it. Oh, no. But like... Once you've sort of formed a habit, you don't have to spend so so much time stressing about it. You just go straight from like A and then it's all automatic and then you go straight and when you leave the door, it's all sort of set out for you. So what's your advice to start something like that? So like where would you start? Right. So um, I recommend starting where with something that you already have, that you already do. So let's just say that um, you wanted... Um, uh, let's say that you wanted a cleaner sort of uh, sleep hygiene. It's like, so straight after I brush my teeth, I'm going to turn off my phone. Like, obviously you want to brush your, you already brush your teeth. That's what you already do. So um, what I normally do is that like, after I brush my teeth, I will turn off my phone. That's like a, so brushing your teeth is the usual habit. And I'm now coupling it with the new sleep hygiene habit, which is turning off my phone. That's like an example of something that you can do that can improve your actual health and stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, how much do you talk about like stress and worry being like 
two things that people associate with each other like do you feel like do you feel like worry is um is substituted with the word stress too much you know what i mean yeah oh i've i've seen worry cause stress like the stress uh, i guess stress is like the physical manifestation of the worry i feel like worry is more internal and psychological yeah but do you feel like more people or some people have more worry rather than more stress but like when you're talking to them about stress they say it's stress like because you bring up the word stress so they feel like oh yeah this is all just my stress but really i'm actually worried about this certain thing mm-hmm. or rather than being like stressed about it i feel like that type of conversation wouldn't go down like oh i'm just i'm stressed out because I'm, i've been worrying about too many things Do you know what i mean because like you know in chinese med wise worry is more to do with the spleen so you think like if um there's more worry involved there's more there's going to be more spleen involved. Um, so, yeah, just in terms of like diagnosis or talking to patients or people, does that come up? Do you think about that type of stuff when you're asking about stress? Yeah, to or patients and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I think something that um, if they say, oh, yeah, I've just been really worried about this, 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 then I sort of use start using their terms rather than using my terms for stress. Because like stress is obviously... It can be like good stress, bad stress. It's just how your body sort of takes it. Whereas worry and stuff is a certain emotion. And that's like you said, it starts affecting the spleen and stuff like that. So when I ask a bit more sort of uh, about how it affects them and how this has happened, like what sort of happened, have they have they feeling more sad or more sort of like what certain emotions, then I can categorize it depending on uh, the different types of emotions. Yeah, I think that's the important thing. Like if they... If someone comes in and they say they're stressed, to kind of ask them, like, what are you feeling? Um, what's going through your mind? Because it may be um, that they are used, like, it's more worrying than it is kind of the liver stress, like, tenseness, that type of thing. Or it may be a bit of anxiety um, that kind of they think is, it's, it's a stressful situation, but they don't know the Chinese med words for it. Yeah, and yeah. we think, like, there's fairly specific things so we, like you know again we we have that like worry stress and then we have like anxiety which is the shen type stuff again and then we have like grief which is the lung and there is another one it's kidney fear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fear and you know they're all sort of stressful situations so you know we can be stressed about our grief so you know somebody passes away or something ha- sad happens and we're grieving for that, but it's causing a lot of stress. So these things can be happening at the same time, but that might not come out as much when you know we're talking to people or they're talking to us about that situation. Um, so yeah, I think terminology is is quite important, especially just in terms of diagnosis. It's true. That's that's true. I'm thinking about it now, and you see a lot of like anxiety patients also have kidney kidney stuff too, fear and ex- like fear and. Or I guess anger and anxiety and all that, all that, all that jazz. Like I, I've seen, I've seen that before, and then that's when you prescribe. Was it a Queepy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's like a clear fire. Hey, I can treat that kind of thing. You know. How do you? Wh- what do you normally see in your patients the most? Where it's like, do you normally see, uh, in terms of stress, how it affects them? You know how stress affects people differently. How it's like. Uh, do you see it tend to see more sort of liver young uprise where it's like a lot of like frustrated and angry sort of patients or like more sort of like sad, depressed 
sort of anxiety sort of patients. Personally, I see more of like the liver erect on spleen. So like their stress like affects their digestion more. Yeah, I see that too. And they're yeah. tired and yeah, spleen can't do its TT function. Yeah, because that definitely happens to like me personally. So I, yeah, I, I know that it like I know the effects. So so I look for that more probably. Yeah, every time I, get, I look at stress, it's always I suss out to have anxiety or any underlying of that stuff because or or like like you said, the digestive stuff definitely is something that I well, definitely something I look at. Uh, you see, you, you tend to really see that a lot, and I think it goes. Go, uh, you see, yeah, people get that mistaken with like butterflies in their stomach or something like that, or they're just like, oh, it, I get bloated when I'm stressed. It's like it's your liver overacting on your spleen, and you, it, it's it's surprising how p- people don't put that together a lot of the time. I mean, obviously not not from a Chinese med perspective, but the fact that the stress affects their d- digestion. You know what I mean? Yeah, you see that like around exam times when people come into the clinic that stressed out students or whatever and you ask about like bowel motions and digestion and stuff and they're like oh actually it's been you know not as normal as it normally is you know it's not as like frequent or it's not just in that cycle or it's not formed or you know that that's very common there's there's this uh, random thought that just came up in my mind it's like have you ever talked to a patient and found out like sometimes they have some underlying stuff like issues that they haven't resolved have you ever referred them to like a psych or something because sometimes because we can really like help them like to treat the physiological stuff and maybe some of the underlying stuff but sometimes they have some mental stuff that they have unresolved do you ever refer them to like a psych or anything like that yeah you gotta well at least start the conversation and you know ask if if they're willing or if they've tried um and gauge that I, I feel like it can be quite a touchy subject. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I, I think just naturally I tend to gravitate away from it because I feel like they've already dealt... Sometimes I've already dealt with it but, or they're dealing with the repercussions of it. I, I have I have patients that have like undergone eating disorders and things like that which have uh, messed up their metabolism and all that stuff and they're trying to kind of recoup from that. So a lot of the time if I'm like go see a psych for those issues, it's kind of like I've already done that. I don't want to touch that no more. You know what I mean? So I tend to be a little bit more little bit more uh, kind of yeah i can't, can't think of the word right yeah, now but just yeah. like more sort of like uh like stepping on eggshells sort of thing yeah yeah i want thin ice at that point so i just want to you know not delve too deep into it yeah i, I don't think it's something that you should be afraid of because this is what i told yeah. my um mentees and stuff um i i don't i think if it's important to your diagnosis and your treatment i think you should be careful with your wording but I don't think you should be afraid to ask them, like, has this been resolved? Had, like, have these sort of issues been, like, have you taken care of them and stuff and make sure the problems have been solved? Because if they haven't, they'll just keep coming back with the same symptoms and you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, what's going on with yeah. this? That's something at least I, I noticed that, like, I'm trying to push myself to ask patients, like, the hard, like, really, really soft, like, touchy, touchy subjects where it's like, oh, like, let me know if I'm intruding, but this is impo- like telling them that I'm not here just to like, like stick my nose into your business. I'm just trying to find out a way to help you the best I can sort of thing. Yeah, and coming yeah. back is like, I ask like what they've done. So, you know, have they gone to see anybody or are they doing anything for themselves? And then, you know, if if they're not and, you know, I think they could really do with some of that psychology or, 
you know, some something more than what they are, then I suggest like, oh, maybe you should go down this avenue or maybe you should try this this first or, you know, I tend towards the more like cheaper options like, you know, some meditation or yoga, stuff like that oh, first. Yeah. But I think um, naturally, I'd like, I'd definitely take the, all that stuff on board. I reckon naturally just the way that I am, and I think obviously it translates to me being a prac- uh, when I'm treating is I go by the boundaries that the patient sets up. So if they're definitely not wanting to talk about certain things, then I won't touch it. But if we start to go into things, like let's say someone comes in to see me with anxiety and is wants, wants to be treated for anxiety, then we have to delve into it. So then I put that disclaimer, like you said, oh, if anything makes you uncomfortable, you let me know and I'll back off a little bit from it. Because obviously people can, when people talk about certain things, it's, they start to relive it and it, definitely affects them more sometimes yeah and we're not trained psychologists so exactly you know that sometimes it is out of our little you know bubble that's out you know sometimes it's just too much for us yeah, of course we have to know when to refer yeah. when not to obviously moving on <laughs> <laughs> somebody say something let's talk about like western med stuff in terms of how sort of stress affects, at least so we can like give a different perspective rather than just talking about Chinese med all the time. Do you know anything about stress in from the Western med side? Oof. Not really. No. Yeah, okay. no. Like, oh. eh, a little bit. There's a there's a feedback loop. I know that that as much. Like I'm I'm definitely not well rehearsed in the whole um, the stress feedback loop. I just know one. Uh, I think there's cortisol involved. Um, one inhibits the other. Um, well, one one induces stress, and then there's another part of the brain that kind of um, inhibits that part of the brain that induces the stress. I know, I know that after a while, the part that the part that like inhibits stress that stops stress gets damaged after chronic stress. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of that explanation made sense. Um, I, I think st- yeah, stress is definitely a really, really like in depth and complex sort of. Uh, sort of uh, physiologically and emotionally, it's like really, really complex in terms of like how it works, what's sort of happening, um, like a like a rough sort of skim skimming the surface sort of thing is like, you know, when you're in your like that flight or flight yeah uh, mode where it's like it's like do or die in like our ancestors and stuff. It's like you're gonna like hunt or be hunted sort of moment and like you feel really worked up there's adrenaline pumping you feel like really lots of lots of stress like you said the cortisol uh hormone is released like like real a lot lots of it is released in your body just so sort of you can like keep going and just like take everything in but i know that chronic stress like you said is once it's sort of been there for a lot for a long long time then it starts wearing out like everything like all your organs It's or your body function. It's like crazy because, like, as as we were saying, like chronic chronic stress does damage parts of the brain that you know calm you down. Uh, that sa- that same part of your brain, um, I gotta actually look this up properly, but that same part of your brain is in, in charge of your spatial awareness. So chances are you'll probably have uh, a lacking in spatial awareness and navigation if you're under chronic stress. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it, it's it's. A little bit crazy, to be honest. I think that there was a trial for it. I, I did look it up before. Um, continue. I'll get back. Come back to me, and then okay, I'll, cool. I'll yeah, record yeah. it. Um, how do you guys normally deal with uh, chronic stress? 
because I think acute stress is fine. Sometimes, like you have like a test or something, it helps you. Like stress helps you to push forward and just move quickly through it and just be like, uh, what did I learn the whole semester? Like you, it helps. But how do you deal with like chronic stress when you feel really stressed out, but you don't have a way to reset? Do you guys? What do you guys normally do to reset yourself? I don't. <coughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't normally do much, to be honest. I yeah, just sort of. Uh, lay there, ignore it, just <laughs> just try and not deal with it. And I know that's not like a good way to deal with stress. No, but that's a, that's a natural. That's a natural yeah, it's a natural thing. way to deal the, with it. The natural human thing is to distract yourself from it. And sometimes that's actually what you need. It depends what what point of time you are in in midst of the stress. If you're if you're depleted and you're worn out, and you're no matter how you decipher the situation, it's not going to work out well. There's no point of delving into it, so you might as well distract yourself until you're well, well energized, um, and recouped. Yeah, I'm stressed. I clean my room. You know what? That's a thing. Uh, that's that's a that's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. yeah. So then you feel more control. Your surroundings are a little bit more controllable, and it. it I love the time. And you still feel productive. Yeah. You when still feel like you're achieving something. When I when I am stressed and. I like, uh, usually it shows in my room, it shows in my car. You guys have seen my car. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Hey, it's Uh-oh. better now. It's better. I clean, better. I clean my room, uh, my room and my car, sorry. And yeah. The, the annual clean. I <laughs> 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 look here, right? I look here. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's no point of actually going into what's stressing you out when all your thoughts are going to be negative anyway. So, Usually, it, people are like, oh, you know, sleep on it. So then you sleep on it, you wake up refreshed, and you're like, okay, it's a new day. What's how's the situation presented to me now with a fresh mind? And they tend to be a li- that little bit more optimistic if if you actually, you know, have a s- proper sleeping schedule. You're not li- neglecting yourself. Those stressful thoughts become a little bit more optimistic, and it's just a matter of perspective after a while. Yeah, I think sleeping on it is a good is a good tactic sometimes, and just to be like, take a step back and be like, okay, I'm a you know, just look at this whole picture again from, you know, a different point of view. And I think when people are stressed, the first thing that goes out the door is eating habits or they'll eat certain types of food that they don't normally, like sweets and things like that. So I think one thing to be aware of or to look after is your diet. If you are chronically stressed, it's what's giving you energy and fueling your body. So if you're not putting good stuff in... Then or anything some, at all. Yeah, or anything at all. Sometimes it can be like a vicious cycle type thing. You're just fueling. fueling yeah, and then you just feel like shit. And then you're just like, ugh. And you're not eating good food or you're just like, blech. So, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. the sounds. You just When you're just feeling... You're just Sound, you just uh, it just makes you feel like sound. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, fair you enough. Know, I feel like that's relatable. You can you feel that like ugh, you just like can't be bothered anymore. Yeah. And you're just like, nope, I'm not eating. I don't care. Whatever. I'm just gonna lay here, and if I have to deal with it, I'll just have coffee, and it <laughs> will push me through the next thirty minutes that I have to deal with it, and I'll get over it. Yeah, it's just not not a no, good way to deal with it. I feel like yeah, I, I'm sure like most people do that. I do that. I'm I'm guilty of that all the time. Ah, yeah, I definitely. Think. I'm definitely guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, that's why those type of people would be either would sleep late or afraid of sleep, like me. I tend to be afraid of sleep because when 
that's the only time when you stop and you actually left with your thoughts. We thought we talked about this last uh, last time. Yeah, the last pod. Oh, oh, someone's a bit sleepy. Oh, <laughs> I think a good take home message is to take care of yourself, physi- like phys- like physiologically, uh, where it's like um, s- things that you can take like uh, in your control. So sometimes situations are a bit out of your control, and you can't actually do anything from your side. The best thing you can sort of do is take care of yourself, like sleep, diet, things that you can control. Try make sure that you like try your best to keep them in check because once you start feeling stress, all these things sort of go out the window. Yeah, definitely. I was trying to read what the hell that first word said on the whiteboard there, De-stress. and I was like, "Stress? What the hell is deotress?" It's <laughs> 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 like, what is a deotress practice? There's something I'm missing here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, definitely de-stress. I do. I do want to talk about Tim's point about like what your take-home message. Sorry, real quick. Sorry, sorry, Nick. Um, I don't know. About I'm just feeling space. <laughs> about fulfilling, <laughs> right oh. on. Um, t- about fulfilling, you know, your the things that you are in control of and everything like that. It goes back to this. I, c- I can't think of the name. Maslov, Pazlov. I, f- I forgot the. Do you remember the? Pavlov doesn't he have a dog? Yeah, I, th- I heard he has a dog. Yeah, isn't isn't, isn't that Pavlov's no, dog? Isn't that like with the bell? Different. That's like the. That's conditioning. Ah, that is yeah. conditioning. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, what's this? Pavlov. Pavlov. It's, it's Pavlov, Pavlov, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Pavlov's pyramid. Wait, no, pyramid. No, the pyramid. No, different Pavlov, dude. I think oh, we're talking oh. about two different Pavlovs. Yeah. Ah, wait, am I? Ah, Mav- the Mav- dog or the pyramid? Mav- <laughs> I think Hold we're on. talking about a pyramid here. Well, wait, Pavlov. It's got to come up. Basic needs pyramid. But I definitely know Ma- it's not bro. a cat. Maslow. Maslow. I was completely off. Not a cat, I was completely cat Anyway, Maslow's uh, pyramid. Where's he from? Does he have <laughs> a dog? <laughs> where's, a dog. where's Maslow from? Is he? No, he owns a cat. No. Um, Schrodinger? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Schrodinger's a cat fan. Pavlov's a dog fan. Harold yes. Maslow was an, an American psychologist. Oh, so oh American. Um, the hierarchy of needs. Yeah, so hierarchy European needs. descendants. Uh, as i was going with this so the bottom of the pyramid is your physiological needs and that's your your food water warmth and rest and i I love that oh sorry i'm not talking the mic i love the time um we tend to neglect these parts and what you want to do if you are under stress and you're feeling worn out you want to check in with those those physiological needs first Um, what are those physiological needs again so like food water warmth rest the things that obviously your body literally needs um, if you have to any survive, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just to survive. Um, warmth is an interesting one. I thought. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I think I thought I. I find warmth like interesting. Does anybody substitute? I think. Warmth? I think they mean shelter. Like. No, isn't that in the safety? No, no, safety no, is warmth. Physiological needs. Purple. I yeah, I mean, you need warmth, otherwise you just die. You go into like hypothermia or like that type of thing. Like it's another adds another stress to your body that's not. Yeah. Like, not really needed. Like, I know when I get cold, like, my brain just... I get mad. Bye. And then do, like, normal stuff. Like, I just need to... Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. Maybe yeah. maybe when Mav, Maslow <laughs> made this, it was... Like, when did he make this? Do we do we have a history? N- 19 something something. I mean, you uh, do need warmth, though. Your body needs warmth. Is that <laughs> yeah, what you're, no, saying? No, what no, you're no. wondering about? No, I'm not saying that we don't need warmth, but I'm saying, like, it's... How contribute to stress? No, no how, how much do we actually substitute stress with warmth? Like, how, when don't we? 
when does this become a problem? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm uh, lost. Well, it's a basic Continue. need. It's a basic need. Anyway. Yes, I know. So I just find... I just don't know if it's on the same level as like food and water. I think it totally... Yeah, like if it's a survival like, thing, if you need warmth to survive. No, 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 no. I'm saying when you're stressed, you don't eat and you don't drink and you don't sleep. Right. But when don't you just like not find warmth? Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, you know when I'm, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so when I'm yeah. really, really stressed... These things sort of go out the window. Warmth is not really that relevant, is what you're saying. Yeah, not not anymore. I'm yeah, sure someone. You don't have to build it. fires outside. Yeah, yeah. I, sort I of think what I'm thinking. It could. Oh, isn't even in some of these. Yeah, like, yeah. No, like there's like different variations of it. Uh, there's I think it can be taken out. No, there's different. <laughs> there's different variations of Mas, Maslow. Maslow. Yeah, Maslow. Maslow, not Pavlov. Not Pavlov. No, I was close though. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think it's different because we're talking about stress. His one is just the hierarchy of needs. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that usually when you your physiological needs decrease, then uh, especially because we live our our busy lives, when we start to like not... What? (laughs) I'm just laughing in the whole situation. (laughs) I think it's funny. When When we don't fulfill certain things in the pyramid, then we start to fall apart. You know what I mean? And then that's where the manifest is stress, manifest is certain different things. So um, what's, what's the next one up? The next one up is safety needs. So security, safety, shelter, that type of thing. Um, the things that make you feel safe. So uh, that just comes back to like not caring about like your surroundings, right? Not having that, I, I, I guess. It's like you just security reach a point. of your body, but also like employment resources, like family, health, property, like it's all of that, like... It's just like closing, yeah, and so it's just like closing off, right? Mm. Yeah, just like I don't care about any of that anymore. Like it can just do whatever it wants. That thing is that. Are we all on the same? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at. I'm in a different book. What's happening? I'm looking at a different. (laughs) (laughs) You're still a (laughs) pamphlet. Yeah, I'm looking at that one too. The dog and. uh, Anyway, (laughs) anyway. Basically, this pyramid, like, yeah, is what you need in your life. Yeah. Like a hierarchy of what's basic needs. needs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can and link it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Show notes. Well, show notes. <laughs> show notes. Show notes. Oh. Show notes. Show notes. Yes. Shoot. <laughs> Sorry, I had a bit of a whoopsie. <laughs> we so the movies. So then after the safety needs is um oh sorry, yeah, and under safety needs is also like sorry, employment, resources, health, property. That's that's what this pyramid says anyway. Um the one on top of that, the third level. Um, from the bottom is love and belonging. So that's like your friendship, your relationships, your intimacy, family, uh, sense of connection with other people, which is something that we tend to neglect too. Sometimes people recognize as, oh, I'm not, I'm not catching up my friends enough and things like that. Um, you know, you could feel isolation if you're lacking in that terms of need. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. they like just shut people out and be like, you don't understand the situation, so I don't want you around where most of the time they, you know, you should surround yourself with good people. Yeah, it, yeah, it depends who you're around. If you're around yeah, people that that literally don't understand, then oh, of course, like, oh, no, man, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I think it's a yeah, it's a really good framework to find out. Sometimes you're stressed and you don't know what's like making you feel so stressed out. I think like it might be like a good way to work out like framework wise, like, oh, maybe it's like this aspect that I think I'm really stressed about or I need to work on yeah. or like, cause I think, yeah, like you said, the social one, I think that's like society, like sort of neglects that a lot. 
Because everyone's like, oh, yeah, everyone has mates and everyone has friends that they can lean on. But yeah, but they, they, like, they, like they don't. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, and that's like, it's a big thing that you, you know, and it's hard to ask somebody like, do you actually have friends or do you have a support group? Mm. Um, and, you know, most people are like, oh, yeah, I got like a family or whatever. But that family doesn't actually give you support. You know, it's like it gives you support when you're talking to somebody else about it. When it comes down to crunch, you know, crunch time, they're not actually there, and they don't understand, or you don't want to share that intimate relationship bit, you know, because you can't like trust them or anything like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. you just don't want to share that you're like or your insecurities or your weakness or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Whether that be you're anxious about actually how they're going to react. Like most of the time, people are really supportive. Like there are a few people that would you know not be that supportive in at times but uh, if you if you explain your situation to the people around you that can be a lot more supportive than you think you know what i mean there's no point in closing yourself off from people that could really help you yeah well what i'm just saying is like don't feel like you're alone in that situation with like yeah. when you feel like you don't actually have a support group you know you're there's many people out there that feel like they're in that same boat yeah, so on top of uh, love and belonging, the, the, then there's uh, esteem. So that's things like respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom. Um, it's a little bit... Uh, a lot of people that I know are very, obviously, very insecure. I'm, I'm personally very insecure. I have a low self-esteem gang. Um, and <laughs> But I know that's because... Oh, Charlene. Uh, <laughs> sending love, sending love. No, that's just because I neglect myself on the lower levels. I haven't been sleeping very well, you know. I don't know. My, I, there's other things too that I just I've just been neglecting all, all all around. So then, that would affect that top one of the top tiers of that pyramid. You know what I mean? So, um, that's something that you should also look into too. Like like we were saying before, when you neglect certain aspects, and we we're talking about friendship before. I know people that are like, oh, why am I stressed out? But I'm like, do you eat breakfast? They're like, no, you're not eating enough. Then in that case, you know what I mean? You're not fulfilling one of your not looking physio- after yourself. Yeah, you're not physiologically supporting yourself to reach those top higher tiers. So don't expect to don't expect to have a higher self esteem if you don't eat right. You know, what I mean, it's 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 those type of things. So I think that's the main uh, the main intention of Maslow's pyramid is that is to check in is to check in with yourself about with these certain things to actually get a gauge of what to do and then they'll give you a sense of control and then all So was that the top one? What was the top? Oh, what was top, the top? The top one was um the self, <laughs> self <laughs> didn't act- even get to the top of the pyramid. It's <laughs> given up already. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, cuz I It's like I'm just talking <laughs> no, too much. You know what? No, it makes me feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> um self actualization. The desire to become most that one can be. I feel like it's like a summary of, Whoa, kind of that everything. Sounds deep. Yeah, no, it's bad. really deep. I couldn't I can't really explain that. Like I feel like that's I guess it sounds like a very deep level. When you're like really complete with yourself, I feel like that's what it is. Be one with yourself. <laughs> Your body is a temple. Anyways, <laughs> back on stress. Um, so any any good tips, tricks to deal with stress uh, that we find has actually helped or anything? Shall we just round it all up now? From Chinese med perspective or From every? life perspective. Oof. From just like you. So you're going through... Yeah, whatever stresses, like how do you actually deal with that? Like s- just a cardinal tip or something. Chai hu shu gan san. Regulate that liver. <laughs> well, uh, just what we were talking about, I think something to go off on is if you're feeling stressed, if you're not feeling too good, 
definitely check in with your needs before you start jumping to conclusions, maybe instead of blaming others or certain things like that. Um, there's always something that you're neglecting that little bit more. So definitely check in. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, just like focus on yourself. Like so, so and your surroundings, what's making you stressed and can you break that down into smaller portions and like, yeah, get a good grasp on actually what's going on. I think, and that comes back to like writing lists and stuff. That helps. I think like movement is really good. So going to the gym, um, going for a walk, some yoga, getting out of the house or getting out of that environment that stresses you out is always good. Damn, we didn't actually talk about exercise. Damn, I feel like we missed out on like a big, big segment of stress. Ooh, that is good. Maybe it will need a part two. That's right. Part two coming soon. Stay Um, tuned. (laughs) <laughs> I think for me, at least, uh, a little take-home... No, I already gave away my take-home message. <laughs> I can't give away two take-home messages. Give another take-home message. Give one Give one for the fans. That's give what keeps them around. Give that wisdom. Ah, give right. that wisdom. Let's go. Take-home uh, message number two from Tom. Take-home message number two from me. Uh, just... Yeah, don't stress. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. that. That's it. That's, that's a good it. take-home I message. I just realized you said take-home number two. As in number two, take-home a poo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. But on that note, um, thank you for listening to this episode about stress. I hope that we enlightened you about stress from a Chinese medicine perspective and also that you you took home some tips for stress. Even if you were just listening to this podcast, like, while you were stressed and just had a laugh. um, Yeah. Yeah. That's like a good, yeah, that's like a good stress relief. So comment on what you would like to hear next. I hear that exercise and stress is on the books. Um, Give us a like on Facebook and don't forget to follow our Instas. We did a shout out for Nick earlier. And don't forget to join our Facebook group for discussions. If you have tips um, on how you de-stress or if you want to share any experiences, then yeah, do that there. And as always, we're the Forever Young Podcast. We'll hear from you next time. Bye. Bye.